Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Forever. Dog. Hi, everybody. It's Michelle Collins. Welcome to a brand new, piping hot, food-centric episode of Midnight Snack. It's our first, I believe, professional chef guest is going to be on the show today. My friend Jeff Morrow, who uh, is one of the hosts of The Kitchen. He has a brand new cookbook out. I, a non-chef, but lover of chefs. I'm very excited to chat with him, so that's going to be fun. And uh, before we get to Jeffy, um, I'm Michelle. I'm joined by... My co-host Dan Acton, who I just j'adore. Hi, Dan. <laughs> hey, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. You sound very like <clears throat> mellow today. What's your deal? <laughs> I think I'm super chill. I just laid on the couch all day yesterday, so I'm like, I didn't move yesterday. I actually, really? I have to tell you something um, that I almost didn't want to talk about, but since you brought it up, I. <laughs> I, I did something yesterday. Um, I had a medical procedure done probably two years ago. It sounds like I got top surgery, but no, I had a procedure. You know, <coughs> people don't have, wh- why, why are you clearing your throat? <laughs> I got quadruple <laughs> implants put in all four humps, ass cheek, right? Ass cheek, left, top, right, tit, top, left, tit. 
It costs a fortune. And now it's out there. Okay, now everybody knows. Are you, are you, ha- are you happy you jackals? <laughs> you dragged it out of her. <laughs> anyway, so I had a medical, because the word procedure always sounds like what got cut off like or put on. You know what I mean? Procedure yeah. is a word. But, you know, people don't it's have true. to know every removal and every whatever. So long story short. But my doctor at the time gave me um, acetaminophen and oxy, like a mixture of both. And I've seen so many like Netflix documentaries and interventions that I was just like, I can't ever take this because I'm going to end up like within two pills. I'm going to be like scratching my skin, like on Broadway, begging people for cash. Like I just I don't trust myself. It's why I'm a very dorky person, first of all, which is why I like never drank or did drugs in high school. I drank in college from time to time. Were you a big drinker and partier in college? I really wasn't. Not huge. I don't know. Because well, you my, went to a partyish school. Yeah, right? we went to engineering school. I don't know. It's fine. Oh, that's different. You're right. Engineering yeah. school, they're like squares. Square pegs in a round hole. And that round hole is society. <laughs> they're just not ready to merge with society. Um, I went to Barnard, which is a school of only round holes. And we... Uh, that's a hilarious joke. God, I'm good. Honestly... <laughs> Still got it. Still got it. Uh, but anyway, so we were constantly looking for square pegs. None. Um, Barnard, I was very dorky at Barnard, but I never, you know, the drugs that I've done in my life, like I'm not a big drug taker. Famously, the one time I did ecstasy oh, at Coachella, yeah. I think it was ecstasy. I licked a guy's finger. Uh, I wept at the neon <laughs> carnival. I was like not fun on ecstasy at all. I won't do mushrooms. I won't do LSD. I won't do ayahuasca. Um, horrible anxiety because of weed. And now I know everyone's going to reach out. You did the wrong weed, honey. I didn't. doesn't matter what kind of pot it is. doesn't matter. Edibles, blah, blah, blah. It's not for me. Just let it go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I think part of it is because I'm really worried. I don't know if you're like this. Maybe it's just like um, anxious people. I'm just worried I'll be an addict. Yeah. I worry about that too. Right? Um, and I'm not, yeah. And the risk reward is like, I'm not that curious about it to like get into it. Like I don't care that much. Like, you know, like I, stuff I mean, when people describe heroin as being like the best orgasm of your life, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> that does sound nice. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, oh, I'm wait, writing that down. Heroin? <laughs> uh, no e at the end. Don't get it confused with your Gal Gadots. Okay. It's just the drug. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I had these pills in the house, and I always said I will literally only take it like in my saving private Ryan moments where I need like a morphine drip. <laughs> and even after that yeah, surgery, I didn't do anything. Cause I was just like, I'm not gonna, it wasn't really surgery, but whatever. I'm not gonna, I don't want to yeah. try it unless I'm like literally at knocking at death's door. And then, so, you know, I got vaccinated. I think I talked about that last week and a lot of girls and women are saying that after the vaccination, their periods have been really difficult and that mm. they've just had really bad periods. Now, I've been dealing with it for like, over, frankly, since the whole pandemic, like every month there's a day where I can't leave the house. It's that bad. Like I'm in so much pain, but I'm just like, well, whatever. It's normal. Then I Googled it yesterday and it literally every article said, if you can't be normal, you have to see a doctor like something is wrong. And I'm like, mm, got oh, it. Wow. And I know that I have fibroids and I've had some taken, but like, I'm worried that there's something mm. bigger cooking. Point is, I made a doctor's appointment, but I was in so much pain yesterday that I finally took an oxy of acetaminophen. Oh my God. What was it like? Look at my face. 
Um, You're happy. Do I do I not <laughs> do I not look like I've just had the best orgasm of my life? <laughs> you look radiant. The <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> I'm eating a bowl of risotto, smoking. <laughs> I feel amazing. No, honestly, here's the fucked up thing. Um, I didn't feel any, I didn't feel like, you know, I took a deep nap. I didn't sleep last night because I slept so much yesterday, but it really took care of the pain though. That's the thing that's fucked up is I can see where the addiction isn't that it felt good. It's that you felt normal. Like, oh, this is yeah. the thing that will make me feel human Instead of yeah. like I'm flying on you know clouds or whatever, right, so right, right. it so it worked. So thank you. I'm I'm glad I <laughs> saved them. I know. And now it's funny because today it's I have like mild cramps right now. Yeah. I know. Well, I have like 20 of them, so I'm like, okay, now I have enough for the next 20 periods. Will I even get my period after that? I don't know. Anyway, hi everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Midnight Snack. It's our food related episode. <laughs> bon appetit. <laughs> On the menu today, grilled cheese and tomato soup. Happy dipping. That's the uh, that's going to be the name of the episode. Happy dipping. Uh, meanwhile, Dan, I saw you right before this. Um, these shining elevator doors opened uh, below the belt. Uh, Friday night, I saw Dan for the first time. Don't laugh at that. You know what? Don't laugh at that. But I saw you. For I the just first... put it together. <laughs> Dan and I had a great time Friday night. We really had fun. Yeah, we did. We met in the West Village at an uh, outdoor little corner restaurant. It was like Mediterranean. I don't food, even want right? to say the name of it because I it ended remember. up. I remember it, but Dan and I basically <laughs> had um, we had like a hummus, two fritters each, a bite of an octopus foot, and <laughs> each of us had two small shrimps, and we uh-huh. had we had two martinis each, and we each paid a hundred and twenty five dollars. I was like. <laughs> in shock from that i mean dan you admit yeah. when that check came was i bad. was just like <clears throat> wow 250 well, dollars for literally four appetizers and four drinks yeah i know i didn't even know how much it was but i saw your eyes and i was just like afraid to look i was just like just well it's like listen, get rid of it <laughs> i hate that though i'm like just sign your own tip take it away no you know it would have <laughs> i would have expected it to cost like 80 90 maybe and it's like not that it was that much of a difference but 125 yeah. i'm like what is this list sir call jean georges out of the kitchen so i can meet <laughs> the uh genius who made this you know sabra hummus <laughs> is what i'd like to say yeah you're right out. you're right it was just hummus but i felt like uh with a martini like the martini is going to be expensive that way and they were good i will say they, they were, were worth the money they, they were, were really delish yeah. by the way can we just say that tracy our beloved producer tracy um, broke her foot. I hope she doesn't mind me bringing it up. But Tracy, according to Tracy, was uh, walking down a flight of steps, holding laundry, almost a almost a humorous gag, if I may. I hope she doesn't mind me saying it. Slipped and broke her foot. Poor Trace. Ouch, so we have Alex editing today. I know. I can't even yell. Hey, Trace, can you edit that out? It's going to be Alex editing <laughs> out. Um, Dan, I know you're not a Housewives fan. Which is a real pity. You don't watch any of it? New York. I love New York. But you never got into Beverly Hills? I read I watched the one with the psychic like five times. Oh, Allison. It was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really she funny, was so good smoking. I, well, it's funny. So uh, I don't know if our listeners watch or not. I know we like have a Venn diagram of tastes as far as our fans go, but the Beverly Hills trailer came out today. 
Oh. We're recording this a day before uh, Tuesday when we're releasing it. And even if you're not a Housewives fan, you should really watch it. Uh, they brought in this woman named Crystal Minkoff. Now, something I do want to check about Crystal. Um, I, first of all, I believe she's the first um, Asian-American cast member, certainly on Beverly Hills. I know that they have there's an Asian cast member in Dallas. Uh, I'm like racking my brain. Um, but anyway, one of the few that they've had on the show. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that. Uh, but I'm curious if she is related to the Minkoffs. I'm curious if this man is related to um, Rebecca Minkoff. He must be. How many Minkoffs are there? It sounds like a dynasty. Well, it's funny you mention it because Crystal Kong, his wife, who is now going to be one of the housewives, it just is a descendant, a 76th generation descendant of Confucius. Now, here's what? my question. How do y'all know? How do y'all know that? How do, how do y'all know? Does 23 and me go back 76 generations? How do y'all know that? <laughs> Seriously, how do you know that? I mean, not to they be like that, but. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, Crystal's husband directed Stuart Little and Stuart Little 2. Say no more. Oh, that's I'm fun. a cool. fan. Yeah. Love that. I wish <laughs> I was descended from like a dynasty. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. You could go and um, visit like old family houses and castles oh, and things like that. Please. Cool. All of my family's old houses have been plundered or stolen by the Nazis. You know that. Like we have nothing. Um, my family has yeah. nothing left. Genuinely. I'm wondering if I am uh, go back to Lord Acton. So Ooh. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Wow. Do you and think you're related? And by the way, Acton is a very popular name in London. I believe there's a, a major subway stop named after you. Yeah, there is. I took a photo. <laughs> it's like, well, it's a very know? exciting moment. I know. Wait, is yeah, your family cool. fully British? What's your background? No, it's uh, Romanian, English, German, stuff like that. I love that for you. But I say Romanian. Oh, I, I, I pick, yeah, I pick Romanian because that's the like standout, you know. Yeah, have you been to Romania? No, I really want to. The only thing <gasps> I, I know about Romania is like the first Borat, the beginning that's shot in Romania. So I'm like, well, <laughs> I want to go. Hold on. You know that that's, hold on. You know, I've been to Romania and my experience, <laughs> like, and don't get upset, was the Borat movie. I went. <laughs> I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say anything. Now I've heard, I did not go to Bucharest, which I've <clears throat> heard some pretty wild did I even watch once a documentary about the drugs in Bucharest where they have this like silver paint that they have? It's very Mad Max, the whole thing. And there huh. are people whose mouths are like covered in silver. I think the um, New York. Am I making that up for Mad Max? Am I confusing Mad I... Max in real life? <laughs> like legitimately, am I, am I off my real. fucking head? <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm almost positive that I saw. I swear I read something about. Maybe in the Times, there was like an expose about just how bad the drug situation is in Bucharest. Now, I studied abroad in Budapest in uh, 2001, pre-911. Um, I went uh, the spring of 01. And my class, if you want to call it that, took a weekend because, you know, part of Romania used to be um, Hungary. Yeah. So all of Transylvania, basically, they only speak Hungarian, even though it's in Romania. It's pretty interesting. Did you go to the castle or anything? You know what's funny? We didn't go to the fucking castle. I was like, wait, we're in the only... No, it's like going to Orlando and then being like, nah, forget the parks. There is a fantastic... It's like, that's the whole... That's the only fucking thing to do yeah. here. Like, you're not going to take us There's to the one castle? Long story short, Romania for me was an interesting experience. Uh, I remember I was housed in the one house that didn't have a working toilet. And... <laughs> 
every other house, first of all, with the loveliest people, but obviously they don't have yeah. a lot of money. And I'm sure that they did this um, as a way to earn money to welcome these students into their home. They were probably paid for them what was a lot and for us, which was nothing. I mean, that was sort of my experience in Eastern Europe was like, what's $10 here in New York is like $500 there. It's insane. The difference in earning and what you can afford. Um, but we went to this house, the loveliest people, they had the tiny little TV in the kitchen. And I remember everything it was me and this guy, Ramel, who I haven't talked to in God, I mean, since probably 2001 and a very nice guy. And we were there and like everything they served us was like, a color, like a Pantone color of the year food. Like nothing looked like <laughs> organic food. I remember in the morning they gave us like hot dogs for breakfast. I'm not making this up. And they were the color of like a dog's penis. Like they were just so <laughs> pink. Like they were like red rocket hot dog, like colored. And I just, and they poured milk in the tea, but it probably was like fresh from the cows. So it was all fatty and clumpy. And I just was like, you know, listen, we've all we've all been there, Dan, where sometimes you're like, got to take it down. Got to got to choke it down. <laughs> we've all been there. And I did. And that's why it's shocking that I'm still single. But actually, I did. I did choke it down. And uh, but I remember we went like there was a bathroom that was just an outhouse. They handed me a flashlight. They said, enjoy. And I walked out. It was like 1030 at night in Romania. It's freezing. Um, walked outside tiptoeing like full shaggy and scooby-doo like tippity tip tiptoeing so scared with my little flashlight can you imagine me at 19 tip tip tipping into the outhouse and what they what they didn't tell me was that there was a german shepherd either theirs or the neighbors and out of nowhere it was like no no it was i swear my life it was i think leashed it must have been because i probably would have been dead they probably knew and were like yeah yeah use the toilet that's like their tiktok back then let's have american (laughs) idiots go to our toilet while adolf you know is hungry it's it's dinner time for adolf go use that toilet and i just was like i literally didn't even need i basically shit in my pants i was like okay like that's the fucking worst thing that's ever happened <laughs> and then the next and i i used it and it's just awful it stinks there's such a specific smell in that kind of toilet oh it's so bad and i but i used it and then um i remember the next morning everybody got on the bus and i was like what about those outhouses like to everyone i was like what about that outhouse and everyone was like what and i said yeah, we and the outhouse. How crazy! They were like, "No, we had a flushing toilet. We were the only two people." <laughs> I'm like those fucks that um, we were the only two people that had an outhouse. And you know what? Now I'm grateful because when else would I have that experience? Like I'm sure those other kids don't remember their toilets, but I remember mine. All right. Well, this is just probably one of my most charming uh, <laughs> podcast introductory segments i think i really i don't know why i'm so annoying today i know why because i took oxy yesterday and i'm different now get used to it the new michelle the new me just orgasming left and right from these pills um i fucking wish oh my god so stupid anyway hi mom and dad and dan i just i love you so much thank you for doing the show yeah thanks for having me bye dd Um, well, my favorite endless pit, he just said it himself and I'll, I'll call him that because he really is just the best. I'm so excited to welcome him to the show. Um, he's a chef. He's a host. 
I think there's a multitude of talents because he's sitting in a room that I would think only maybe Bruce Springsteen has in his home. (laughs) We're going to talk all about it. He has a brand new uh, book out called Come On Over, which is out today, actually, the day that this episode is getting released. Um, Oh, come on over. It's quite saucy, Jeff Morrow. You can follow him at Jeff Morrow, M-A-U-R-O, host of The Kitchen. Uh, just love you so much. The Sandwich King himself, Jeff Morrow. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm so happy to have you on. You look so tan. What's the deal? Where were you? Uh, you know what? I was in Florida for a little bit after we wrapped a season of The Kitchen. Now, with all the times, we, we clumped together 13 episodes at once, so... <laughs> And I knew that this book r- launch was coming out. So I, I was playing, you know, a lot of tennis with a lot of old seniors, Ooh. which is a great, it's great for the tan. Let me say something about seniors and tennis, two things uh, competing for my love. I don't know what I like better. In both in one package. I mean, how do you not relax and decompress when, you know, you're the, not only the youngest guy in the courts, but the oh. most probably out of shape and less, you know, the least <laughs> skilled at tennis. I'm picturing like 50 Lloyd Bronze from Seinfeld just kicking your ass on the just, court, basically. <laughs> you know what they do? Because I can run and I am, you know, I'm fairly uh, limber here, I guess, yeah. compared. Uh, they just like to watch. I think they hit the ball on opposite ends and just keep watching me run back and forth. Like, basically, oh, while like shit. a cigar is chomping in their mouth, they're just like, look at this asshole run. <laughs> You're basically the Rafa of um, Del Boca Vista. I don't it's think you, very true. you're not giving yourself enough credit. Were you in Boca? Were you in a retirement community or in Miami? I was in uh, outside Miami, Key Biscayne. We were, oh, we yeah. had a, a resort there and I've never been and I, I love it. You know, I come from a, like zero tennis genes. Like it just never occurred to us to ever play tennis as children, nor as adults. And I took it up like three years ago with my wow. uncles. And all these old guys are like 70-year-old like neighborhood guys, guys who never play tennis as kids. But we, we get together, everybody busts each other's balls. So I fell in love with it. Now it's like a it's a good way to like work out and like do something different besides staring you know, at a mirror. You are well finally now you've just you must have seen my calendar for the week, just staring <laughs> in a mirror and wondering what happened. That's a new podcast I'm launching. It's totally silent. Exactly. It's just me looking at myself. <laughs> It's funny you bring up tennis because, well, first of all, you know, I'm from Miami. So that's. Yes, uh, I knew that. Believe so this it or is not. Like ground zero. Uh, and look how pale I am, too. And yet <laughs> I'm fr- I never laid out this trip because I was there for two months. I went full. There's something about Mary. I could not get enough sun. I just wanted to come back. So sun kissed and glowy. And it lasted for maybe a week. And now look at me. I'm like full Eastern European again. I'm so pissed about it. Does. It does. It rips it out of you. It's just not time yet to, to, to let that tan soak in to the point where you sustain mm-hmm. it for a month or two. Like I'm losing it. But I feel, you know, I played some tennis this weekend. I've been home for Ooh. a week. So this tan is a, a, over a week old as of yesterday. Wow. I want to ask you about learning how to play tennis as an adult. This is a whole facet I didn't even know. We were going to get into because you may not know this. Tennis is the only sport I enjoy watching that I have any passion for at all. Oh, wow. So you're a, you're a spectator then. I'm I'm sadly just a spectator. And I, I'm sure I've said it on this show before as a six foot one woman with a dinosaur T-Rex thick skeleton. I think I had the potential of being an incredible player. I really feel like if I had different parents who um, wanted me Loved hot. you. I'm sorry. What? What'd you say? Who loved me? How dare <laughs> you? No, the problem is they they love me too much. That's exactly. really what it was. They like they didn't, didn't want, want me to, to hurt. get hurt. Yes. They were like, oh, too protective. So I played the violin, which was like, I mean, kill me now. I hated every second of it. 
I think I would have been a phenomenal player. And when I lived in LA, I tried to take it up with a friend of mine, but like we took a couple lessons, but my whole thing is I'm really strong and I can't aim the ball. Like I don't understand how to hit the ball. I can do it here and there, but I have no aim whatsoever. I have the arm, the wingspan for it. Look at that. Look at that long ass I did. arm. It was out of frame. That's how long it was. <laughs> and you're in 16 by nine ratio right now. It's cinematic quality. My body is 16. My body is cinematic <laughs> quality. Is it's it is? just a full IMAX. Yes. <laughs> it is wrap around. Um, but yeah, so how did you learn? Were you like good at it immediately or did you take lessons? I'm so jealous. No, I just kind of started playing and, and you get hints from the guys that you're playing with. And then I started with like lessons as soon as I could, whether I was on a vacation or something, I'd start just any online YouTube, you know, which is not very helpful learning a sport from YouTube, but it gives you something for me. It was, you know, an old dog, new tricks. And, and the more I play, the more confused I am. Mm. But the better I get somehow, but then it's, it's, I, I don't golf either. I, I do none of the, you know, the white bread, uh, highfalutin sportage, at least now, you know, I, would I, not, I, I, I might just want to defend golf. tennis. I want to defend tennis. I hate golf. I think golf is the whitest sport, even though forget Tiger Woods. And I know that there's like some more diversity and actually a Japanese guy won the masters, but exactly. I literally can't stand golf so much. I feel like tennis I know what I know what you're saying about it, but also is more diverse. It is, and it's yeah. You, you're you're actually working out. Uh, I, I compare it to golf because it's just as hard to find mm. that stroke or whatever, like perfect anything. There's a million different things to think about when you swing your racket. So you get in your head, yeah. you're screwed, and then you have two bad days. But at least you're out there. You're in and out. Golf. It's like I, I don't oh. commit to five and a half hours of anything. Like, yeah. fine, we'll have beers, we'll just smoke a cigar. I'm like, I don't even want to do that for five hours. Like, I need I need in and out. If they did, like, four holes, even nine holes of golf, I'm like, I, I got to go. It's, Same thing I've with never cards, played like it. poker. Oh. These guys with oh. poker, my brother's a big poker player. He throws a, come on, we're going to do the poker tournament. 40 minutes, I'm like, let's go out back, you know. <laughs> let's let's shoot get this some horse. cocktails. Let's, let's go see. shoot a horse. I'm yeah. so bored. Uh, so bored. <laughs> Why does, why, who wants to do anything for five hours besides well, also, the or one work? I feel like go- golf's thing is the one thing that should turn people off of golf is Trump's ass. And I say this it's as, so you know, tight. my nickname is SpongeBob Square Ass. I'm okay with it. I've had to work. I've, I've been exercising more, so I've been working on my shape, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Trump's ass to me is so terrifying to get that kind of ass. And, and it would not be impossible for me to have it is what I'm trying to say. And I feel like if golf gave him that ass, then I just have no interest in it. Anyway, I see you not saying anything. He's got to supplement with squats. That's the only way you're getting Something. to that level. I you bet agree. he's squatting hard. He you know what I mean? Lift. He's putting up big numbers. But if you want that, that's another kind of 16 by 9 ass, isn't it? Right? It's pretty wide. How dare you bring up the ratio of my screen t- to my ass, Jeff? <laughs> no, Trump's ass, not your ass. Your ass. Trump's ass no does not fit in the frame. Trump's ass does not fit in the frame. First of all, I don't see ass. I just see humankind. In general, just a blank. That's all I see now. I don't see nothing. It's so funny. I only blank. see ass. Like it literally <laughs> everywhere I go, it's just ass, I have ass. A fl- I have a flat ass. I was born uh, amongst other people. Some of my siblings have, you know, uh, you know, more structure there. I don't. I have an ass where if you like lay me on my tummy, you could serve punch out of the negative convex space of my ass. Does that sound gross? I'm not saying like serve punch out of my butt. Okay, I don't know what you and your you know wife I mean? do for fun, Jeff, but we're not even eight minutes into this conversation, and I'm not—I'm not interested. It's in like your an old school mixer. We have a, 
We have a go meet you at the punch bowl. <laughs> you do put everyone's keys in your ass. You're like, exactly. just pick a key, just, go I'll with it. See sit what here happens. For the next five hours. I'd rather do that than golf still. <laughs> well, I mean, same, sit there obviously. with keys in my ass. But you know what I mean? I don't I have a negative ass. There's no there's no bulbousness to it. It's interesting because no one's happy. And what I mean by that is <laughs> I am the complete opposite of you and that I have a very large ass. And only in maybe I have to thank the Kardashians, even though I know I don't give them pretty much any credit, even though they're so rich. I never watched their show. I just I don't follow them on Instagram. I'm not I'm not not a fan, but I just don't care about them. Do you know what Good. I mean? And yeah. uh, really, it's because of them that these dump truck asses are really coming back into fashion. Think about it, because before them, it was, um, you know, like a Kate Moss kind of a figure, very skinny supermodels. And it, but you're seeing a little bit more diversity, even in modeling and fashion of this kind of curvy shape really being considered hot, which I'm sure it always has been, but not necessarily in fashion, if that makes any sense. So I'm just grateful to the Kardashians for making me feel like hot for like five minutes this year, which is nice. That's good. Like you're in now. You're in the next stop. Yeah. Boom. Yay. What's the next stop? I don't what know. What is the next, the next stop? How about that Christopher, Mal- Christopher <gasps> Maloney as a man with a bubble butt? He's been getting a lot of press, which now yeah. I know how a lot of females feel now. And I'm like, why don't, would I be a bigger star on the network oh if I had? And you eat- Huh. Big, I would a be... big round ass, but his ass literally looked like from Nickelodeon cartoon. Like it, so that his butt was <laughs> like so a hand perfectly drawn. round. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean, like Ren and Stimpy. Yes, that's I don't exactly know which one had thinking. a nice big pooper on him, but Ren. I think it was either Ren or Ren, right? It was it kinda, Ren who had that shiny. Yes, it just yes. juts out perfectly. Maloney's <laughs> obviously, you know, he's, I don't. He might be juicing. You think? Oh Maybe God. he's getting the. You think he's getting the injections? I bet he meets a guy at the gym with like a a, a paper bag full of syringes. And he's like, yeah, Listen, throw these in your ass. And boom, uh, next thing you know, everybody's talking about him. I don't know what fantasy land you're delving into right now, Jeff Morrow, but I don't believe Christopher Maloney is juicing. I believe, and I am very blessed that I have been with men who've had asses like that. And I will tell you, it's a treat. And not a lot of men do. It's a, it really is a treat. And it's unexpected because most men, depending on who you are, don't have a big round ass. It's just not you. It's just not something men are usually equipped with. They usually, mm. the jeans hang flat, you know, yep. and that's all right. Flat ass. Um, a flat ass. And that's okay. You can roll a dumbbell right um, over it. I've seen those TikToks before. Or serve but, keys or punch out of it, in my case, yes. I, when you get a big surprise ass... All right, let's change topics. I, I don't know how we got into How do we talk about this Maloney, you, flat ass, yeah. golfing? Golfing. Okay, we're back. Tennis, Maloney, <laughs> bubble butts. Have immense. you ever met him? Have you ever met No, Maloney? I haven't. Mm. But he's like, you know, I mean, I was raised with, if you were an Italian-American actor in my household, doesn't matter like what your output was, Grant Egot, contender. <laughs> my, my dad would be like, you know Dennis Farina, best actor that ever <laughs> Wait, lived. And I agree. I mean, come on. It's least highly underrated. I'll, I'll, Listen, I'll qualify. I will go to highly. my grave saying another stakeout is one of the funniest movies oh ever. God. And Dennis Farina is so hilarious. And so I made good. Dan watch that with me and he didn't get it. And I said, look, if you don't figure Farina out, uh, I can't help you. Like you he's a fucking help. genius. Farina only plays Farina too. And that's yes. a hard, to sustain a career like that for 40 plus years. Oh, he's genius. But if you c- coupled the Italian American aspect with being from Chicago for, oh my God, uh, Dennis Franz, NYPD Blue, best actor in America. 
right? Oh Joe my Montana. god! Speaking of asses, Best. remember when they showed ass on ABC and everyone went nuts? Oh my god, I remember, and that was his. That was Franz's bare ass, right? It sure was. Trailblazer. Who? Not only is he the greatest actor in America at the time, <laughs> but he's also a trailblazer for men's ass rights. I mean, can you imagine though? You're like David Caruso, who was like a hot ginger. <laughs> I-, I was too young when NYPD Blue. I remember watching it and being like scandalized by it. But uh-huh. if I were like ma- a mom age or my age now, I'd be like, "Wait, you're giving us Franz's ass!" Like, I would be furious if I were I, had been grown back then. I mean that that board that board meeting. How did that go? Like, yes. it got brought up. It was in the script, right? It was in the first draft, and it probably was Car- maybe Caruso's. Uh, but Agent. was probably too delicious. You know what I mean? Maybe he was too big. Maybe it would have caused too much of a stir. They could fly under the radar a little more with a dumpy butt like Franz. Well, they surely didn't because it was, I remember, huge news. I would also, if I ever saw Caruso's butt, and I am sure he's shown it, if not in the movie Jade, then for sure in NYPD Blue, I could picture some, like him like lowering glasses onto his ass, like big carnival-shaped ones, you know? Yeah. It would just be fun. Um, Jeffy, you're Italian-American from Chicago. Oh, boy. You... Uh, no, I like how I'm James Liptoning you right now. I actually yeah. have no question planned. I just want to talk about your upbringing because I, <laughs> as a as a Jewish woman, you know, I think you know this. Jews and Italians are cut from the same cloth. Mm. Um, very, we always get along. Catholics and Jews are just basically one and the same, in my opinion. So true. Uh, so why do you true. think that is? Immigrant mentality? Like, what is that? I think it's the immigrant mentality coupled with uh, family tables of eating voraciously mm-hmm. and arguing and laughing just yes. as voracious voracious like we we're, we're passionate so when it when we get together it's loud um and if you're kind of an uh, an outsider if you will and you come into that environment it can be very jarring and i think that's the qualities that both you know the jewish folk and the italian folk and some other case you know obviously other ethnicities get to, we're not the only ones that corner the we're loud the only dining people that eat and fight that is exactly a fact. but i mean <laughs> most cultures do but i think I don't know. I mean, and I, I feel like Italian neighborhoods and Jewish neighborhoods were always right next to each other. It was the Chicago yes. case, too. So you grow up in this kind of brackish water of all these different cultures melding into one, you know? And Did your family, uh, op- my family, I will open by saying, argued all the time. My parents constantly fought. Uh, we, you know, when I meet waspy folk, who don't or English like English people hate fighting. If you ever go to England, they're just not into addressing things. They don't like to uh, confront anybody. And it's very frustrating as especially someone who lives in New York, who's a Jewish person to have to kind of uh, navigate those waters can be difficult because I'm so direct, not in a rude way, but just like, hi, this is blank and blank. Um, did your family argue a lot? Is that how you guys communicated? Do you know what I mean about people who don't argue? Like, I can't connect with those people. We're very, we haven't, have, we have people in our own extended family that don't believe in arguing or addressing the issue at hand. Wow. My parents, pound for pound, out of all the, I have 15 first cousins from my mom's two sisters and brother, right? Everybody had four kids. This is huge. We all live in the same thing. It's like this compound almost. We are by far the most confrontational family, the Morrow family. <laughs> we believe in airing the grievances as much as humanly possible. If you have a problem with Gus or Emily has a problem with me or Frank has a problem with Dana, it's usually going to get brought up and worked out. And part of that process is a good throwdown. You know, even as kids, wow. we were very spirited. I was the middle child. My older brother would make my sisters cry. You know, my brother would get the attention 
for making my sisters cry. My sisters crying would get the attention. And I'm like, how do I fit in here? Because I don't want to make my sisters cry. My brother's beating me up after he makes my sisters cry. How do I vie for attention? And that's, I think, like, the, where the humor came from, you know, around that table. It was like, how do I, what's my angle? Thank God for that, you know, because it gave me a career. But it was like, well, yeah. how do I become the, you know, the guy who's making sure that when we do have these arguments, I'm like the, I'm like the calming factor. I'm the, you know, I, I'm the comic relief, if you will. I hear that my comedy came from probably partially my family, but I think that, yeah, funny people always use it as a way to um, ingratiate. So for me, it was like making friends in school. Like I wasn't popular. So it's like, well, how can I become not popular, but you know, not bullied, I guess. And so that Mm -hmm. was really like a skill that then I just kept sharpening and sharpening. And now I'm almost unbearable. It almost has come full circle. Now I'm back to being just completely unbearable to be around. Yeah, um, unpopular. Yeah. Like when you want um, to be oh. the most popular. What were you most unpopular? Oh, I'm, like, I'm was it because you were tall hated. in school? Like were you bullied because you were tall or what? Or is it awkward? I was tall. I started an, in a new school in the fourth or fifth grade. Um, and so mm. coming into a new school, I was like five foot eight. Like wow. I was, you know, I'm six one now. I was also a year behind, like a year younger than everybody. So when they were 10, I was nine, but also bigger. And then really what fucked me was that I went with my mother to a hair salon called The Changing Room. Great when salon. I was, I think, shout, in the, out. shout out to The Changing Room on Winn-Dixie Highway. West Dixie. Winn-Dixie Highway is a supermarket. Anyway, <laughs> West Dixie on Publix Boulevard. Never forget. Um, went into The Changing Room and there was like a book with all these hairstyles. It was, I think, 1990, 1991. So picture the year. Picture the energy. And I saw this like funky bangs, like short, cool cut. And I was like, that is so cool. I want that, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Also, let me paint a picture. I'm like five foot seven. I already am built. I've got a strong shoulder on me like Deborah Lee Furness, uh, Hugh Jackman's (laughs) wife. And and my mother allowed this woman to cut my hair short. And thinking about it, you know, it's funny because I don't have children. I know you're a dad. I wonder if in a way my mom did me a a great service in the sense that because I was ostracized and bullied, um, I don't believe I would be doing this today if not for that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I think that the only way to have normal children is to have them be painfully dorky. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe, you know, not too, maybe not as dorky as I was, but have them like suffer some sort of trauma that they can then come through and be a good person. What do you think about what I just said? I think it is the only way. I do not want yeah. my son, Lorenzo, who's 12 right now, to peak any time wow. in the next decade. I don't want it. I don't want I, all the kids that peaked, right? You, everybody talks about peaking in high school, peaking in college, whatever. And I went to a huge, raw, diverse, very known high school. Like Ernest Hemingway went to there as well as ludicrous. You know what I mean? You get like this. Wow. It's crazy, right? It, it, there was no uh, uh, jack culture there. So like the cool kids was it a that private were, school? No, it was public. What was the name yeah. of it? Oak Park River Forest, OPRF. Ooh. A lot of it's it's it really is. It's it's an inner they did a document, they did a, a series about it. It's just you know, you got everything from all walks of life. It was the best high school. I would definitely I'm sending my son there. That's why I moved back to the neighborhood I grew up in. But there was what I loved about it, like there was no like I never went to a football game and the kids that were like most popular were the ones who can get the kegs. Or had the you know about the you know they brought the bong to the party all, all these all these things that weren't like traditional high school movie tropes you know and I like that but even the kids that like peaked then 
They're not doing great now. When we had our 20-year reunion a couple years ago, people were like, you're not going. I go, you're damn right. I'm going to bust down the double doors like John Mayer does in that song and being like, hey, man, right? No such thing, John Mayer. You're right. I want to run through the halls of my high school. I want to bust don't do down that. the double doors. Please. I may have to edit that out. That the, no. that impression upsets me deeply. Please don't Her. do that. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, but please man. don't do that. So my son, uh, I just want him to kind of go on yeah. his own path, but I don't, you know, I don't want him to strive or ever feel the need to be like not his awkward self because he is. He's gangly, right? He runs like a baby giraffe, like dropped right from oh, that's the uterus. So cute. You know I what I mean? That. Yes, but he plays I was like that until I was eighteen. And I don't. He's just like I don't. And he, what I love about him, and I don't even think this is parenting skill. This is just how he was wired that we lucked out. He seems to not care about what people think. Now, I think when the pubes comes in, right, the whole puberty change that might shift. Is he? I wish it's been a weird you wouldn't year. Have said pubes. Puberty is short for wish. puberty. It's street talk. I know, but you just said when his pubes come in, and I, I passed, I passed away. <laughs> you did, yeah. I meant I when really he comes did. into his puberties. It's a, it's a medical term. For the medical changing. term is okay. I'll allow it. We had a twenty-year. Uh, re- well, excuse me. My high school had its twenty-year reunion. Should have been in uh, two thousand eighteen, and we didn't even have a reunion because nobody wanted to go. To Shut the up. Yeah. Uh, how big of a high school did you go to? Massive. There were, I think, seven hundred and fifty kids per class. Yeah, Huge we were like, school. yeah, we were like th- almost a thousand per class. So I mean, but you wow. would think with that hu- selection, you know, that that pool, you you would have at least. A couple dozen that would spearhead it. You know, we had people that obviously took it upon themselves to to make it happen. But I was, and it's not even like a conceited, like, I'm going to show you all, all those people that rejected yeah, me. Yeah. But there is something about becoming a, a successful at what you set out to do at a young age. And then kind of, you know, being, you know, peacocking, if you will, into those, double, through those double doors. I get it. I will say one thing that, I, my trauma definitely came before high school. And like by the time I hit high school, I had like worked my shit out highs and lows before then. But high school was actually fun for me. Like I that's not where you know what I mean? That yeah, my shit was sort of behind me by that point. Um, and I pretty much knew that I was like funny. Like I knew I was coming into myself by then. So it felt OK. One of the reasons I wonder if my school did not have its um, reunion Jeff Morrow is Uh because one of the um, graduates of my class Uh in 1998 at North Miami beach senior high school was the face eater of Miami beach. Yes. Shut up. The basalt's face eater went to my high school my year. Do you guys date? Do you hook up? Yeah. Yeah. He was good at one thing. I'll tell you that much. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say, Jeff. No, no, it's we didn't not. hook up. He was. I'm kidding. He was Everybody's on the football team. He was on. The <laughs> he was on the football team. I remember, and not to brag, I was homecoming senior princess, which means I got second. <gasps> you and were he was, super popular. Oh my oh, no, no, god, no. good for you. I no, it. I was like Elizabeth Warren vying for that crown. You have no idea. I was like really working <laughs> for team. it. Did you have a I team? Wanted it. Did you have Did a I team have a- in place, a whole team in place to to vote you into that? Did you have to you lobby? You had lobbyists attached. I 100% went around the cafeteria and introduced myself to everyone. I said, hi, <laughs> this is what I'm going for. But the truth is, Jeff Morrow, is that the reason why I didn't win is because the kids did not pick the winner. The teachers did Ooh. in like a hidden thing. And so the girl who won was the captain of the cheerleading team, which I think is pretty lame, mm-hmm. honestly. Like she didn't have enough 
good shit happening to her. Yeah. Now, but you know what? Let her have it. It's like, uh, yeah, like when Clooney scores another coffee deal. You know what I mean? It's just kind of frustrating. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, how much does one need? But the face eater didn't win the, the homecoming. No. So, you know, the, um, the homecoming senior prince was the guy who was our mascot, who was about 5'2", and we did have to dance together. And oh, then, boy. and homecoming king was uh, my friend Katari Miller, shout out. But no, we, I didn't even know his name. Ugh, I forget his exact name, but I remember Googling him and going, holy fuck. I didn't know him in school. It was a huge know. school. No, yeah, no. thank God. Such a great time to talk about your book. I'm kidding. Wow. We are going to talk about your book. Speaking of in- face eating, I have my whole chapter is dedicated to face eating and how to oh properly braise, roast, smoke, and pan fry your face. <laughs> it's like not funny. I can't be funny about it. This story is so horrible. And I, to this day, have never looked at the picture of the guy's face. I remember when it happened. I was living in L.A. It was um, pixelated. Have you ever seen? Mm-hmm. The- I won't oh, look yeah. at it. I know. Because it's, it's, it's quite, it's like 28 days later. It's like a movie. No. It's like a trailer. When they show the real footage in a movie trailer, and it's like a guy, a zombie. Oh, don't even. Else's. Uh, this I, is, I'm, you know, what? this is not. I'm not selling any books right now, Michelle. You know, this when we're going to sell good. books, Jeff. We're going to sell oh. books in part two because part two, baby, <laughs> part two of this podcast. By the way, I'm having the most fun with you. I knew that we would absolutely just have the best time, and that's what's happening. So, you should mm. buy his book. It's called Come On Over. I'll make a promise to you. Part two, we're going to open up talking about cooking because I have a lot of questions. But also, if you don't already follow Jeff, he's really one of the funniest and best. Follow him on Instagram at Jeff Morrow and on Twitter, M-A-U-R-O. Buy his book. Come on over. Watch him on The Kitchen. Uh, when is The Kitchen? On Saturdays, right? Saturdays, 11 a.m. And listen to my podcast. We're like 60 oh, yeah. podcasts into it. I, I host it with my little sister. It's We're like the Kardashians, but way chubbier and very much poorer. The podcast is is called come on over so oh it's called come on over really proud of it so part two we're gonna have more with jeff morrow i'm gonna talk about the podcast and everything else jeff i adore you we'll see you on thursday forever dog this has been a forever dog production midnight snack with michelle collins is executive produced by brett boehm Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.